0: Welcome to what is your money really for podcast. And today I'm really excited because I have with us the one and only Jeff Beck. That is not the guitar player, but Jeff Beck, the financial advisor with us here today. And we're gonna be talking about the economy and money because we we gotta know what people's money is really for, right? Jeff, you meet with clients all the time and are having this conversation with them. And what I wanna really cover today is what we call the mattress presentation. And what I mean by that is the economy is going really, really good. And the conversations that we've been having with a lot of our clients and a lot of the people is, well, how high is it really going to go? And is it too good to be true? So people are saying, oh, I'm getting a little concerned, a little scared. And it goes back to this myth of let's stuff money under our mattress for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. So Jeff, can you just help enlighten us? What is this money under the mattress. Why should people not put money in under their mattress and how all that plays out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yes, things can be considered to be a little bit crazy right now, right? With uh, the economic conditions that we're in, the market volatility that we're seeing, we've talked, uh, we've done some different podcasts on meme stocks and things of that nature. So that, that creates a lot of fear in people's mind. And oftentimes when we're scared of something like that, we just think of what we know best or what feels safest to us. And oftentimes that is people stuffing their money under their mattress, putting in the bank, something very, very safe, right? They know it's safe, it's secure, it's gonna be there no matter what's going on. Uh, So we have this presentation, right, that you mentioned, the mattress presentation. So I'm gonna walk you through this, visually just try and and keep up with it the way I'm explaining it. Um, Basically, if you picture a chart, right x and y axis, and you draw a straight line across right on that that uh, horizontal axis. that's what we'd consider your money under your mattress right it's not moving it's not going up it's not going down it's just staying flat we draw a slight line above that with just a little bit of an increase right and that's if we're saying maybe you're taking that money and you're putting it into some bank product, maybe a money market, a CD, right? In today's environment, that line is barely above the <laughs> flat line, right? Rates are incredibly low. So just above that line is a CD of some sort, again, something very safe. Then picture a line that is, is going up very quickly. It's right? probably going up uh, very fast and has much, much more growth long term. And we draw that straight line at first, And then we draw a big squiggly line kind of following that that big line going forward and the idea with that is if you put your money into the stock market long term it should do this but the ride to get there is very bumpy right it's not going to be a safe steady ride it's going to be ups and downs left and right right? the market goes crazy as we know it so the ride to get there is is a little more stressful for most people So then we draw a line in between line two and line three, right? If you're still sticking with me here, another line in between there. It's not going to be perfectly flat or perfectly straight, right? It has still some ups and downs, but much, much more minimal, right? And the goal with that is that there are alternatives to putting your money under your mattress and to just sticking it in the stock market, right? Just following the broad stock market. Things you can do that will help see more growth potential long-term, But not be overly risky right and and again the the overall goal with doing that is to say we're in a a period where inflation is rising very quickly right historically two to three percent right now maybe even upwards of four percent right a ton of stimulus into the economy right that inflation is increasing so putting your money under your mattress is essentially you losing buying power over time and that's why we need to utilize some vehicle in between there between your mattress and between the stock market that can really help you see some good results long-term.
0: So, Jeff, you mentioned the word buying power with your money over time. Like, help me unpack that a little bit more. So, because people might not truly understand inflation and how it really has an impact over them. Because we are seeing some extreme inflation right now. Like, I've been to the gas station, right? And my wife constantly is telling me that the groceries are much more expensive when she comes back from the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And it's the, the housing market right now that we're seeing. So, we're not seeing it in one area we're seeing it in immense amount of areas. Yeah. And so help me unpack the buying power of money with inflation a, a little bit, because you talked about four lines here, one of them being under their mattress, another one being a CD product, which is almost identical right now, as, <laughs> as you mentioned, yep. and by leveraging the, one of those two strategies or product of the CD, that isn't even close to keeping up with what inflation is right now. So yeah. so help me unpack that.
1: Yeah, you give some great examples, right? Gas, uh, different grocery products, the housing market. So, you know, we probably all heard these stories from our grandparents or even our parents, right? A gallon of milk back in my day used to cost <laughs> this and what it is today. And I wasn't around in the 60s and 70s, but you can see those price increases over time. I
0: think they even used glass
1: bottles back yeah, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the milkman bringing them down. Yep. <laughs> So one I'll focus on really just because I have a pretty good understanding of it and I I pay close attention to it is is really the housing market, right? Real estate. So to to give an example of really that inflation and your buying power long term, imagine if you had one hundred thousand dollars three, four years ago even. And you had it sitting in a bank and you could have just bought cash for a small condo, maybe something in your area. You want to just pay cash, pay one hundred thousand, buy this, you know, two bedroom, two bath condo. Well, today, based on how hot the, the housing market is, but obviously this has a lot to do with inflation over time, right? That same $100,000 condo might be selling for one hundred and thirty dollars or one hundred and forty, dollars maybe $150,000 today. So if you had just kept that $100,000 in your mattress over the last four or five years, you couldn't afford that same condo that you could have bought four or five years ago. Right. And you start to see that over time. It's a it's that's a short time frame. Uh, but like we said, in, inflation has really taken off and increased um, you know, after this pandemic, whereas we're still going through this pandemic. And yeah, when you think about the longer term, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, just even more dramatic how how that compounds over time. And so when you're putting your money into something that's not keeping up with even inflation, right, two, three his 2-3% historically, you're losing that buying power over time. And therefore, in in some ways, it feels like you're almost losing money over a long period of time.
0: Okay, so I appreciate you doing that. Let's take the other end. So we took the under the mattress, but a fear of why people put money under their mattress or maybe are a little more concerned is because when you describe that line of, hey, it's pretty much straight up, I'm thinking climbing Mount Everest when you you mentioned that mm-hmm. to me, right? Looking straight up like, holy cow, this is freaking me out. Yeah. And then you hit a little slow, low, slow spot and you're like, oh, I can breathe a little bit, but you're really high, so you can't, right? And you keep it ascending upward. Eventually, you got to come down, mm-hmm. right? And I feel that there's a lot of fear in the market, especially with things going so well of how steep a descend are we going to see here? And am I better off just to put it under my mattress and wait out versus do anything at all? So I guess my question that I'm, I'm sharing with you is help me understand of that's a, that's an extreme that I shared from uh, my example of a climb and a descend, but how do you manage that? I know you talked about that line in the middle, but how do you achieve that line in the middle where we're not only keeping up with inflation, Or beating it to stay ahead, but we're not gonna necessarily feel the major drop-off too if something crazy happened. Mm -hmm.
1: So yes, that's a great point, Cody. Uh, The couple of things to to keep in mind, right? When we're talking about the stock market in general, we've all heard this saying, probably none of us have a crystal ball. So we don't know exactly what the future holds. One One of the biggest things we talk about early on with prospective clients of ours is the time horizon, right? So timing can be everything, but it's not always in our control. So one of the biggest things when we're talking about that top line that can be very volatile, but has a lot of growth potential long-term, that's something we'd wanna use if we have a longer time horizon, right? If we're working with six months to a year, right? That that can be a little risky to take on that kind of volatility, not knowing what exactly is going to happen, right? We look at this past, this pandemic that we're going through and we initially saw that drop in the market. I believe it was March 20th, we saw the bottom of the market, And within just a couple months after that, we had already completely recovered from there. And if you had never sold out, right, gone down nearly 40% in less than a month, you'd be up over 15, 20% now, right? So that's one of those things where that type of strategy, if we're looking about investing in just the broad market, there's a lot of volatility involved with that. We can't let our emotions get the best of us and make a rash decision, right? That's more about a long-term time horizon where we can take the ups, take the downs and continue on that same path. To your point, I think a lot of people are not in that position where they're willing to take on that much risk. And that's where that, that third line comes into play. That middle line that is ascending, it is moving forward. There is some ups and downs to it, but much more minimal compared to the broad stock market. And that's where we, we start to put together strategies, right? We work with uh, our sister company, Liberty One Investment Management. And one of their main jobs is to help put together portfolios where we can control that volatility much better. So instead of looking to see seven, eight, nine, 10% a year, right, we might be aiming for more of that four, five, or 6% a year. And so instead of just putting your money into something and letting it grow and do whatever it does, right, there's more strategy to it and it's more about volatility management than it is just all long-term growth. So between those couple of things, that's really what we talk about with our clients is, is knowing the right time horizon, figuring out their risk tolerance, what they'd be willing to accept, and then how do we put a, a strategy in place to, to really fit their needs and their goals.
0: Okay, so based on the what you described with the flat line, the slightly above flat line, the mid-tier line, and the straight up line mm-hmm. that you were talking about, Um, time horizons was, is a great point. So if you're going to play the short term game or the guessing game, some people like to call it, Mm -hmm. um, probably looking at somebody who's more like a day trader, right in out trying to catch his catch the ups versus the down. You mentioned nobody has a crystal ball. If They did. I'd love to know that person. (laughs) Um, but if you were going to play the short term or the long-term game and put money under your mattress, really you're losing either way is that is that fair to say yeah, yeah so i'm what i'm hearing you share is that there's strategies that can be put in place to really help you where you don't have to be scared of the climb but at the same time you shouldn't be so scared that you're hiding your money or hoarding it for a rainy day because you can put it in something that is really going to help you get ahead uh, over time is exactly. that fair to say
1: yeah yeah 100 agree with you i think regardless of short term or long term those first two lines that we talked about really aren't gonna help you accomplish any of those long-term goals. They might make you feel safe at night for, for some period of time, but as time goes on, you're gonna be more so probably feeling regret and not doing something more productive. Those second two lines, right? That's where we can, we can find somewhere in between there, right? Again, depending on your specific situation and, and what you're looking to accomplish, somewhere in between there is gonna help you reach those long-term goals make sure that you don't look back on a situation and feel like you missed out on opportunities. But again, we can do something where we are controlling that risk level and we're not just exposing ourselves to all the risk of the broad market. Because as we talked about, right, there's a lot of things that can happen, a lot of things that affect the stock market as a whole, and none of us know exactly how and when all those things will happen. So yes, there is some strategy in between that you can utilize that will be better than those first two lines to be more productive for you
0: got it so i know that the emergency fund is something that we often share and talk about with clients and having some stockpile of cash but you only want to you only need to grow that to a certain point right and that should suffice for the security and the safety of people's situations yes right so those flat lines right is can be accomplished by that can be good yes additional funds and money should be in put into some of those other strategies that you mentioned and talk about to really help somebody's overall financial situation.
1: Absolutely, yeah, we, we do come across some people, right, that just have kind of the bare minimum in savings and they want to get the money invested. And we actually have to tell them to, <laughs> to take it easy percent right? we There is a place for cash, right? there is a, There is a need maybe for a little under the mattress, most of the time in a bank, but there is a need for cash, right, we recommend having between six and nine months of living expenses in some type of cash account, right? If something comes up, uh, an issue with the job, a big emergency and expense comes up, you do need to have some cash. So that's that's a great point in clarifying. This isn't for every penny that you have, you do wanna have some safe emergency funds, but this is for things above and beyond that.
0: Love it, I love it. So is it fair to say if somebody's not sleeping well at night and their mattress might be a little bit bumpy that <laughs> they should lumpy. come in and talk with Jeff Beck here.
1: That's exactly right. Yep. If oh, you got no. a lumpy mattress from all the <laughs> cash underneath it, give us a call. We'd be more than happy to help you out.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us here today, sharing the, the four lines and uh, talking about the mattress presentation. Really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: The Trinell Financial Group is an independent firm not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp., independent contractor of Money Concepts International, Inc., all securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp., member of FINRA, SIPC. Investments are not FDIC, NCUA insured, no bank or credit union guarantee, may lose value. Money Concepts Advisory Service is a registered investment advisor with the SEC.